the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Yesterday, I talked a little bit about experience because I was talking to some new focus financial clients. And I've been doing this at least 24 years, maybe a year longer, maybe a year shorter, somewhere in that. Um, I've been through a dot-com bubble, two of them. And I thought it would be funny if I started listing everything that I've been through. And this is just the beginning of the list. Two housing bubbles, the European debt crisis, the Asian financial crisis, also known as the Asian flu, not to be confused with the politically incorrect Chinese flu. The United States S&P debt downgrade, the flash crash, the cotton bubble, Y2K computer crashing, beans in the teens, rare earths, uranium, Ebola, bird and swine flus, mad cow disease, SARS and West Nile, Lehman Brothers and Bear Stearns collapse, countrywide credit went bankrupt, the wand devaluation, zero rates, negative rates, oil at $10 a barrel when I started 25 years ago, oil at $140 a barrel not that long ago on a spike, and then oil actually went to negative. If you were able to store it, they would have given it to you for free. COVID-19, Bitcoin, the Tesla squeeze, Volkswagen emission scandals, the cannabis bubble, security stocks in 2003, the four debt downgrades, SARS, 9-11, the Iraq war number one with Bush Sr., the Iraq war number two with Bush Jr., Kim Jong-un, nuclear ambitions, the global financial crisis of 2008, deficits in pigs. And when I say pigs, I'm not talking about some of my dates in high school. I'm talking about it. Oh, that's not even funny. I'm talking about Portugal, Italy, Ireland, Greece, and Spain all having massive deficits. Brexit I've lived through, hanging chads in an election involving uh, Al Gore. I know you're saying Al Gore. Then we get Trump's election, agenda multiple, t- Argentina multiple times, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, and European banks, Lehman Brothers, the invasion of Ukraine, the Icelandic financial crisis, China edging into Hong Kong, we're getting ready to take control. But the one that you're like, wait, wait, did you say Icelandic financial crisis? Yes, you and I lived through the Icelandic financial crisis together in 2008, 2011. Now, what's great about all those that I just mentioned, and I mentioned at least 30, is each and every one of those is a 100-year flood event that happened each year in the last 25 years. The investor who's on the wrong side of that trade is out. I've not been on the wrong side of any of those trades. I'm still in. I remember how the market behaved in each of them. Typically, panic and fear and gold would spike. I remember what stocks did, including the price action and after payroll numbers, after Fed meetings. I study this stuff. I consume it for a living. Experience counts still. I'm a slow learner, brother. I've learned a lot in 25 years. I approach investing with one understanding and one understanding only to start. I believe in capitalism. It's the best for political systems, for success in stock markets. 
If a company sees demand, they hire. If a company sees a slowdown, they fire people. Or they release labor costs. Or they downsize or right-size. I don't care what psychological term you want to hear to make you feel better about it. I get it. I also have pretty good what I would refer to as emotional fitness or psychological makeup or emotional uh, security with, with my thoughts. I've been doing this for 25 years. Yeah, I've had a couple sideways years, but not many. Most of them are up. I've created in 25 years an enormous amount of wealth for myself, more wealth than I could have imagined. Now I could imagine more. I could own a donkey basketball league. And hate your side. I think we're just going to stop with donkey. No, I want a donkey basketball league because I happen to be vertically challenged. At six foot two, I'm vertically challenged. Do you remember a couple of years ago, like I want to say 20, they were trying to do a basketball league for people under six foot five. I was like, I'd be good at that. Um, no, no, I still want to be good at that. Anyway, part of saying that I've done well over 25 years is also to say I'm humble as crap. Like I, this is important to note. I've heard CFPs be very arrogant talking about their experience and how they're better at it than you and how you need them. And then they start spouting out tax information that is just so crazy, intricate and detailed. You're like, you're smarter than me, but you're also emotionally devoid of love. Um, I get it. Trust me. <laughs> they all are too. Those robots. But I'm humble enough to say that yesterday the Richmond Fed president, and again, there are like 10 Fed presidents across the country, and they sometimes get together and poll and say, how's your economy looking? Rubble, rubble, rubble. Uh, how's Dallas looking? Rubble, rubble, rubble. How's San Francisco? And this one in Richmond, Virginia. It's kind of like the capital of the South in the Civil War days. Oh, I wish I was in Atlanta, Cotton. Um, Richmond, Virginia, you're like, that's not that big of a, well, it kind of covers North Carolina, covers some other areas as well. And I know you're like, isn't that a state that does tobacco? Yes, they still do tobacco, but not that much, believe it or not. Um, but the Richmond Fed president, Tim Barkin, Tim Barkin, he said the recovery is less steep than originally thought and it's going to take longer to complete. Now, I'm humble enough to say experience counts. And I'm smart enough to like go, uh, that's telling me something. The V-shape shouldn't be a V-shape unless we get fiscal stimulus approved by the Republicans and Democrats. Could it happen today? Could. It looks like it broke down hardcore last night, so it, it couldn't happen today, too. It's showing it. I don't know. But Republicans are looking to get a trillion dollars into the economy. Democrats are looking to get between 3.0 and 3.4 trillion, I believe. Um, but when the Fed Reserve President says the stimulus is the right thing to do and recovery is less steep than originally thought, I, I hear it. I hear it. Last week we had crazy headlines. The House Judiciary Committee investigating antitrust on four of the country's largest companies. The Federal Reserve conducting a policy meeting uh, where Fed Chairman Jerome Powell said, we're not going to raise rates till 2021. End of. Whoa. I'll be a year older. I've never heard them go that far out in a forecast. I'll be two years older. What all is said and done. Unless things get better and then they'll change their mind, but that's different. U.S. dollar index weakened to a two-year low. I know you're saying the dollar hit a two-year low and gold's at a near an all-time high, if not an all-time high. Um, the thing that I don't really like about that is gold hasn't – I'm sorry. The dollar hasn't broken down. The weaker the dollar gets, the stronger – 
gold gets. And the dollar gets weaker in large part because our government's going to say, we're going to spend a trillion dollars. The Midas State Senate of Minnesota. Um, he wants to spend a trillion, and then someone else wants to spend four trillion. We're not really spending it. It's like not, it's not like it's cash. It's like, psst, go run the printing presses. Print the money. Then give some of that money to your friends and some of it to the public. And that weakens the dollar because when you have – let's say there's $100 zillion out there. When you go out and print $4 trillion more, it, 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 it weakens everything. It dilutes it, and therefore you get the weaker dollar because it's diluted. And the weaker dollar whoa, can be inflationary. And inflation, you hide in gold. Honestly, I'd probably pick silver right now if I had to pick one of the two, but I'm not. I'm not a commodity guy. A um, couple stocks I own are hitting all-time highs and been running it for 20 years. Gold's hitting an all-time high for a week. Anyhow, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money and investing and more. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Hopefully you have a great weekend coming up. Is that a fair? Little Haim. They just announced a concert in Europe. What's up with that? Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I pledge if you listen, pass the word on to a friend or two. I'll do my best to infotain you and try to show you what's working on Wall Street and why. It doesn't always work so beautifully or so smoothly. But I'm trying. I think I've done a good job over 24, 25 years. I wouldn't still be on radio if I sucked at what I do. If I hurt you financially, I wouldn't be here. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not unlocking every possible gain for you because I don't – I, man, if you saw me in my 90s, I was a thing of beauty on growth. And as I've gotten more experience, I'm like, eh, I need a little less of that and I'm, I'm marketing a little bit more of that. Um, but that doesn't mean if you're younger, you shouldn't be taking a little bit more chances than me because you should. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says House Democrats will not accept a meager legislative proposals. It's getting kind of nasty going into the weekend. Political uh, reporter Jack Sherman, he tweets, Pelosi and Schumer ask for another meeting with Meadows and Mnuchin today. Buzz in the White House about Trump signing today. Huh. That would turn around the market. There's a group called the Serum Institute of India and Bill Gates Foundation. They're going to support a plan to provide 100 million doses of COVID-19 vaccine for $3 each for poor countries. Which reminds me of the movie Better Off Dead. <laughs> where there's a little kid driving around on his bicycle haunting John Cusack. And he goes, $2. I want my $2. And it's kind of an evil paper boy. And of course, he never has $2 on him. So you keep seeing the kid pop up. But $3 for a dose of COVID vaccine? Yes, please. Um, as much as you should hate Bill Gates for what he did with Microsoft, can we forgive him 20, 30 years later and say, he's doing some good things in the world? Or do we have to hold his past against him? Because in Wall Street, past performance not indicative of future results. Consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks mentioned. Small caps are outperforming today. Um, I like that. Spread the wealth. I once was speaking with a secretary of defense in the United States. 
And he said the most fascinating thing. This was he was pushing a book, essentially. But I said, what's up with the whole Middle East thing? Because, you know, is Israel eventually get nuked or is Israel going to do some nuking? Like, how does this end? And he goes, Rob, they've been throwing sticks and stones at each other for 2000 years. I'm like, OK, OK, OK. And then we talked about terrorism. I'm like, is this just here to stay? He goes, what we need to do is we need to get people who live in terrorist countries or, or countries where they hide terrorists. We need to like get them jobs because if they have jobs, they won't be so focused with hating us. And I'm like, what? But you learn from all sources in the world. I want small caps to do well. I, I'm not I'm not against it. Um, any way, shape or form. I want mid caps to do well. I want large caps to do well. I want growth to do well. I want value to do well because they all do well over time. And it's all pretty similar. Um, so I throw that out there for you um, in large part for the concept of it's nice to see mid caps doing well today or small caps. Uh, the Russell 2000. I want to see that hit an all-time high. If I see the S&P 500 hit an all-time high, if I see the Nasdaq hit an all-time high, I really don't care about the Dow. Apple was lasting down four bucks, backing, backtracking from a record high. If you take a look at Apple, and I own shares of Apple, it's been vertically straight up. I don't know the mountain climbing terms, but vertical ascent is straight up. The stock chart's too much. Typically, that comes back it backtracks at some point in time because no one really got to buy the stock at 430, 440, 450. It just went straight to 455. Like you kind of got to get some buyers and sellers to kind of like get the march from uh, parabolic to something more digestible. NVIDIA is a good performing chip maker. MasterCard's dipping from yesterday's record high. A couple of years ago, I talked about Visa and I probably found Visa as an investment at least 10 years ago. And I was like, I don't really like MasterCard because I grew up in Visa was the better of the two names. Like a MasterCard was at the, the bank of Stinky where Visa would be introducing a MasterCard, a Visa from the bank of like Prestige. Uh, and then Amex plays into it. Amex is a tie towards business credit spending. Visa and MasterCard are tied towards more consumer in my, in my head. It's the easiest way to justify that. Amex gives the most generous perks for businesses. Um, so I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I didn't like MasterCard and I, I kind of grew to like them. Kind of gave up on my, you know, it's not the greatest name. MasterCard to me is more of a play on international. Visa is a little bit more prestigious, but I like them both. It's literally like dating the double mint twins. No, it's nothing like dating the double mint oh. twins. Thank you. Sexy. Uh, President Trump signed an executive order prohibiting businesses with owners of TikTok and WeChat. The order is going to take effect in 45 days. Now, I would be very careful if I'm Microsoft. China's kind of proud of this TikTok. It's kind of like their, how shall we say, Facebook or Instagram. Um, so for Trump to go after them, they're going to come after us. And if Microsoft acquires TikTok, China's not going to like them. It's like when you break up with your fiance and your best friend says, can I date her? <laughs> and you're like, no, China's not going to like Apple or Microsoft if they they work with TikTok, unless there's something going on behind closed doors. 
I don't know. I just threw that out there for you. Match group was upgraded to hold from sell. Um, I don't see. I'm a little out of touch with the dating, right? Um, what does dating in COVID look like? Is it just the same as always? Or is it a little bit different? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Trump is talking a lot of tariffs right now as part of his election re-election campaign. Just throw that out there for you. A lot of headline risk right now. A lot of political risk. But there's a lot of stimulus out there, too. Rock, scissors, paper. I like stimulus. Um, would I be speculative? No. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Rob Black. One of the, I don't want to say funnier because this is horrible. One of the more interesting things that I've learned during COVID-19 is what a Karen is. A Karen is one of those people that loses her mind in public when challenged about any belief that she doesn't believe in. Whether it be Black Lives Matter, wearing a face mask, COVID being a disease or not, or is it made up? But some great videos have come out of people losing their minds and like knocking over stands of, of masks at like Target. I like the videos when people lose their mind. Now, my favorite place to watch that is probably YouTube. And again, I don't think I'm saying anything crazy here, but I think we're all watching less network television. Am I right? I think we're all consuming in different ways. And I think that's a good thing. I don't think that's a bad thing from an investor standpoint. It's something we have to acknowledge and we have to feel very comfortable going, yeah, I, I kind of get that. And I, I believe what you're saying, Rob. So anyway, if you don't know what a Karen is, that's one of those things that have come out of it. Uh, Zoom has come out of COVID-19, right? Uh, pretty strong, pretty clear in my book. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about plenty of investing. More. It's Friday and we go into the weekend thinking – What's going to happen with a stimulus? CFP Chad Burton wanted me to give a speech to some of his clients yesterday, um, a client webinar kind of thing. He wanted me to talk a little bit about kind of the obvious there of is it one trillion, is it three trillion, and we don't know yet. But we know that it's kind of nasty with all parties involved. The relationship between the United States and China is getting nastier. The Treasury Department is confirming it will sanction Hong Kong Chief Executive Carrie Lam and several other Chinese and Hong Kong officials. Today, Treasury is, sec- is sanctioning Carrie Lam, Chris Tang, Stephen Lowe, John Lee Ching, Teresa Ching. Like the, the list goes on. So China's going to retaliate. We know that. That's how the game is politics is played. Um, remember a year ago when we were like, will the Chinese deal phase one go through or not? Will phase two happen? Will phase three happen? And then like, as it went on, like Trump's like, it's not going to happen. Second phase is not going to happen until the election. And then COVID hit and the, the conversation changed. Hearing Herbalife Nutrition was upgraded to buy from sell. I got no opinion on that one. I think that's one of those companies that 
is it a pyramid scheme? Is it not a pyramid scheme? Are they doing vitamins or what are they doing? Shakes? Are they doing centers where you can meet and have a shake and have a vitamin or buy shakes and vitamins or process shakes and vitamins or mass produce shakes? I don't understand it. I stay away from it. I tend not to like that business model of recruiting people and asking them to go to your business. Um, so like LPL Financial, I wish they were strong enough where they they hired like strong people. But they'll hire you. They'll hire the board op of a radio station. They'll say, hey, board op, if you can go sell this product to 10 of your friends, we'll give you a bonus. I like it. I tend not to like that business model. But again, that's me. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Next week, we're going to have a biotech conference. Listen to this. BTIG. They're a big investment research firm. You think any conversation is going to go on about COVID in a virtual biotech conference? There's a lot of companies that can benefit next week. Wells Fargo is doing a virtual fifth annual tech services conference. So we'll get some more information. Um, conference, this is kind of conference season, right? That's. Can you imagine the financial wreckage that is happening to cities like Las Vegas where they don't have a lot of gambling and they don't have a lot of hotel gas and they don't have a lot of people who are coming for shows and they don't have conferences on a city based on conferences. So next week, a lot of conferences, tons of conferences. Um, they tend to happen at the end of the summer, um, start of summer, end of summer, as people are I don't want to, I don't know why that is. So I wish I had a better excuse for it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about payrolls increased by nearly 1.8 million topping expectations. That's good news. Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi expect a coronavirus relief deal, but huge differences remain. So my guess is we don't get it done today. And my guess is this Sunday's news shows face the nation. You why did you not vote for stimulus? And like, whoa, and then there'll be a lot of controversy about it. And like maybe next week, I think the thought is by the end of next week. Um, and again, I'm not involved in the political process. I'm just reporting on it. Um, I don't feel confident with anything that I see in the jobs report. 10% unemployment, still 10% unemployment. Even if we added 1.8 million jobs, we're not drinking places are being shut down. Um, restaurants are being shut down. Uh, non-essential workers, are they coming back? Are they not? I see big layoffs coming in in the fall. I know you're saying, you're like that kid from the sixth sense. Yes, I see a lot of dead people. I see the airlines slashing. I see a lot of restaurants going under. Um, and again, I don't even know if you know this, but we're talking about restaurant relief bills. And it's not the big chains like Cheesecake Factory that need the help. They've got access to the stock market. It's the mom and pops who don't have the access to capital. So we're going to have uh, – I'm not going to talk COVID. I'm going to say we ha we're going to have to get the numbers down for me to feel more confident, but I'm not going to do it. Senator Bernie Sanders is being very Senator Bernie Sanders again. He's proposing a one-time tax that would cost Jeff Bezos $42 billion and Elon Musk $27 billion. Good luck with that. There, I, I don't know if I like that. But Bernie Sanders, and again, it's 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 tough to dislike billionaires, or it's tough to dislike Bernie Sanders. Is what do you feel about this? You tell me. He's proposing a a this is what it's called Make Billionaires Pay Act, and it's going to pose a one time sixty percent chance 
60% tax on wealth gains made by billionaires between March 18th, 2020 and January 1, 2021. Um, so basically the year of COVID, he's saying if, if for some reason you did really well during COVID, we're going to tax you 60%. Amazon's done really well. Microsoft has done really, really well. There's been a couple other companies that have done really, really well and created billionaires. And some of the billionaires have been created, I, I hate to say this, on the backs of COVID. I like to say positively it's like technology being pulled forward. You know, Amazon had a better quarter in the second quarter than they did in the Christmas quarter of last year. COVID was like Christmas for them. Should we create a Make Billionaires Pay Act? It seems like kind of cruel for the government to target. Like what if one day they say, let's make people who drive cars pay 60% taxes on their cars for one year because the polar ice caps are melting. I just heard a loud and resounding, I'm good with that, from a lot of people in San Francisco. Ah. Make Billionaires Pay Act. I don't like that. Again, Elon Musk, keep in mind, at, at like $800, he said, our stock price is ridiculously overpriced, and it goes to 1100 And you know what's been weird? It hasn't been doing a lot in like the last week. It's been the quietest week ever on Tesla. 800-516-1220. I'm taking a look at the markets, and the NASDAQ turned positive for Uno Momento. So we're kind of going sideways. The S&P 500 is down one point. That's like a big old shark coming up and chomping on you and just eating your baby toe. One point. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 64 points, down one quarter of a percent. That's a little bit more legit. The Nasdaq's down uh, one-fifth of one percent. The Russell 2000's up one percent. So there's some shifting, i.e. ring the cash register on some of these Nasdaq stocks. Ring the cash register on some of these S&P 500 stocks. And put into some small cap stocks that you may never have heard of. You may have heard some of them, but Yeti's up 2% today. Yeti makes those awesome coolers, and we're obviously camping out more. <laughs> some of us because the wife doesn't like us. Some of us because we're trying to go on vacation. But when you have your Yeti, you have your six-pack of beer and your Yeti, and it'll stay cold for a week. <clears throat> I know you're saying you can put lava in there. You can put lava in there, and it stays cold. Sweet. 23 years ago today, Microsoft saved Apple. It was 23 years and one day ago, August 6, 1997, Microsoft made a $150 million investment in the struggling near bankrupt Apple. And today they're the most valuable company in the world. Mr. Softy, also Microsoft, has held the full investment. If they did, it would be worth one gazillion dollars. That's not true, but it would be pretty close. Apple had uh, talks begun with Gil Milio's Alistair Gates and Jobs discussed the famous D5 conference interview in May 2007. Jobs called Gates, followed Milio's departure, and told him, don't worry about that negotiation with uh, Milio. You can talk with me now. Gates and... Um, Steve Jobs got together. Next thing you know, Microsoft invested $150 million because Apple was willing to make an office for Apple. And it saved Apple. It bought them time. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. A lot of great downloadables. A new one just approved yesterday at newfocusfinancial.com. 
Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So this song is 21 Pilots, which reminds me I like 21 Pilots enormously. But it's not a band I would see in concert, although I was a little bit surprised yesterday by seeing a lot of concert venues start opening back up in Europe. But not this year, next year. So I started seeing some artists putting tickets on sale in Europe. I was like, that's kind of interesting. Like, is that jumping the gun a little bit or not at all? Um, Live Nation reported numbers yesterday. Live Nation, obviously, Ticketmaster and a couple other ticketing services. And ultimately, if you had tickets for the summer, I had music tickets for the summer. And when the event was canceled, you're like, okay, they're going to give me 150% of the value of my ticket if I let them keep my cash. So I can get credit for 100. If I spend $100, I can now spend $150 on my next concert. In the next year, I'm like, ooh, what if concerts don't come back in the next year? I'm like, I don't want to play this game. So I'm, I'm out. So I cash in my tickets. Uh, they said 96% of people left it as credit. And I'm like, who does that? Well, it turns out the statistics were kind of fudge. So if the event was canceled, that didn't count. If the event was a festival, that didn't count. So there was some ticketing done on Ticketmaster. And I guess it's kind of like, I don't know, like Russian goat petting or something along those lines. Where you're like, do people really pet goats? <laughs> you're like, bah. People pay to do that? And the answer is they must be. Speaking about paying, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com, you came knock, knock, knocking on my door this week in large part saying, hey, as your mortgage lender, you probably could benefit from a refi. And I was like, no way. And you're like, way. But when you said the interest rate, I was like, way. Tony, how are you? BayAreaLoanSource.com. I'm well. Good morning. I was a little stunned to see all-time lows on mortgage rates. Not I guess I'm not really stunned anymore because it seems like I say that every three or four months, but 2.25%. Eight, eight, eight new lows this year? Yes. Okay. So it's like Aaron Judge hitting home run in eight games. Wow. So rates at 2.25. Now, obviously, not a lot of people are going to qualify for that, or will a lot of people qualify for that? Uh, you're right. It is a very select few that are getting that. Um, that's on a 15-year 15 year with good equity, good credit, owner occupied, single family type of property. Those are the people who are getting those kind of rates. Um, okay. But even if you're not, if you're close to that, you're still below three uh, percent. The the I believe the thirty the fifteen year is right at two point five eight according to Freddie Mac, and the thirty year is at two point eight eight. Those are kind of the benchmarks that we follow, and you can go and look at these. It's called the Freddie Mac. Uh, primary mortgage market survey and it takes can, an I, can I tell you rate. something not one person on the planet wants to go look at those but you might do well, good for you yeah, <laughs> just really following the trend and that's those eight times that we've seen this year so not everybody's getting that rate um, and that's on the 15 year the 30 year can be as low as uh, two and a half if you can imagine that now there was a new IPO yesterday or the day before rocket mortgage where we learned Dan Gilbert of the Cleveland, what's the basketball team there? Cavaliers. Cavaliers. He owns them. He owns Rocket Mortgage. But they came public, and they came public around $18, then it went to 21 then it went to 24 
Um, any comments about getting a mortgage through an app? Because my instinct is it's kind of like Robin Hood. It can kind of get you in trouble. If you don't know what an option is, you shouldn't be playing with options. If you don't know what mortgages are, it, yeah, you can get it. It might be cheaper. It may be faster. It may be approved. But then they're going to ask for paperwork, and then things are going to get messy from there. What are your thoughts on Rocket Mortgage? Um, it's it's still an online bank, in my opinion. Uh, online banks don't give you as many options. I've dealt with a lot of people who flip flop between uh, a lender, and let's just say Rocket Mortgage, and us, um, a, a Bank of America or Wells Fargo, and us. People have a they they do the grass is greener on the other side a lot. They they go from online to to brokers, brokers to lenders, lenders to online. So there is a kind of a cycle. I think Rocket Mortgage is positioned well because they've done a lot of marketing, and that's what the industry is all about. Options are not. Um, options are what you're really looking for when you're doing a mortgage. And I really don't know enough about, you know, the app where if you go there, are they going to really tell you how to amortize? Um, are you going to get a 22-year loan or do you need a 20 or a 15? And, and how does that play out with your current mortgage? Which one makes more sense? How long are you going to stay in your property? So there's a lot of things that, that you're not going to get if you're doing it right on an app. It's, it's almost like, hey, if you're ready and you've already made your decision, you've already attacked your financial planner, and this is exactly what you want to do, then we can do your mortgage. But I don't think you're going to get that personalized um, you know, plan when you go directly to an app. Okay. Anything else that you want to hit real quick? Because we're almost out of time. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. You've done my loans. You told me this week that I could save about $350 a month in payment. And I was like, okay, let me do the math on that. That's about $4,000. If I split that between my two kids, it's $2,000 each I could put into their IRA, 401k, whatever, some sort of retirement plan for them, acorns. And that comes to $10,000 over the next 10 years. No, it comes to $20,000 over the next 10 years for both of them. That's a lot of savings. It's something I should consider, no? It definitely is. And it, again, options. If you're looking to retire soon, can you pay off your house before then? Or do you think you need to have a 30-year fix going in? All-time low rates. Uh, if you need cash out, if you need to pay off some high credit card debt, I'm doing a, a refinance right now where the guy has about eighty thousand dollars in credit card debt that he's been spending to build his house and, re- and renovate it, and he's going to pay that off and save sixteen hundred dollars a month. These are what options. Uh, these are the options that, that you get when, with low interest rates. So, I would explore the options. Don't be afraid to get a scenario um, quote. Sounds good. It's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. I think it's important to take advantage of negative situations. COVID-19 is killing people, thousands and hundreds and thousands of people. Uh, The United States is expected to maybe get up to about 300,000 deaths related to it. That's a lot of people and a lot of future health complications from the process that we don't know how it plays out in the future. Um, but there's a lot of negatives, but there's also a lot of positives. A lot of technology is being pulled forward, like telehealth, uh, teledocutors, uh, good stuff. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com.